There's a spring in the mountain and it flows down to the town. From NPR Music and West Virginia Public Broadcasting, with support provided by Bailey Glasser and by the West Virginia Department of Tourism, welcome to another Mountain Stage with your host, Kathy Matea. There's a song in my heart, just a simple little tune. But the rhythm and the melody won't leave me alone. Around the world, it's just a simple song. This world is turning around a simple song. Hello. Hello, hello, and welcome once again to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. I'm Kathy Matea, and we are back in the Mountain State at our home here at the Culture Center Theater in Charleston, West Virginia. And it's a special night for us because this week we're celebrating our 39th anniversary, and we have a lineup fitting for such a celebration. Our very special guests next hour will do an extended set. Bela Fleck, My Bluegrass Heart, featuring Michael Cleveland, Sierra Hull, Justin Moses, Mark Schatz, and Brian Sutton. We'll also welcome West Virginia's Poet Laureate, Mark Harshman, for a reading. And we've got some of West Virginia's finest acoustic musicians. The Bing Brothers with Jake Crack will be out later this hour. And we also have another brother group, at the core is a duo making their return to Mountain Stage, Adam and David Moss. The Brother Brothers are here. But we're going to start the show with a singer and songwriter who's been steeped in roots music from a young age. She grew up near Boston in a household of creatives with a large and diverse record collection, gardens, a painter and architect father, and lots of singing around the house with her family. After college at a convention for folk musicians in 2016, she met famed musician Freebo, known for a long stint in Bonnie Raitt's band as well as collaborations with Ringo Starr, Neil Young, Dr. John, and many more. They started a creative partnership that continues to this day. She has an album due out this spring called Circumstance. It's produced and arranged by Freebo and recorded at the legendary Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Please welcome to the mountain stage, Alice Howe and Freebo. Now. 
wait by the door Oh, you must think you better off You won't have to be dragged by my chain anymore Something inside of me changed Baby, you thank me someday But I got to believe it somehow You're somebody's new lover now so much. Oh, we are so happy to be here tonight. Aren't we, Freebo? Man, great to be here. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> I was here about 20 years ago with the great Maria Muldauer, and it's really wonderful to be back. Yeah, we've been on the road all year pretty much, and can't think of a better way to end this year than here with you all. Thank you, Mountain Stage, and thank you to all of you for being here tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, we are so happy to be here tonight. Aren't we, Freebo? Man, great to be here. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> I was here about 20 years ago with the great Maria Muldauer, and it's really wonderful to be back. Yeah, we've been on the road all year, pretty much, and can't think of a better way to end this year than here with you all. Thank you, Mountain Stage, and thank you to all of you for being here tonight. Freebo and I have written a lot of songs together in the last five or six years, and this is one that we wrote for my last record. It's called Twilight. Twisted and wild, 
To my left is the sea, like a glimmering eye. Well, I'm not the first one, and I won't be the last who's come to this crossroads and breezed on past. With my destination, my only concern, one foot on the gas as the
Thank you. For this next song, I would like to invite the Mountain Stage House Band to join us. And Kathy. Here they are, and Kathy. So Kathy mentioned that I recorded my new record at Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and this is going to be the first single off the new record. this last song, I'd like to dedicate this song to my father. And uh, this is a really significant day for me because not only because we're here tonight at Mountain Stage, but uh, 13 years ago today, I lost my father, Sandy. And um, he's with me all the time, particularly when I sing. And he's the person who made me appreciate the brilliance of Joni Mitchell.
so I'd like to dedicate this song to him. This is A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Thank you all so much. I 
take your she knew your life she knew your devils and your deeds and she said go to him stay with him if you can but be prepared to bleed oh but you're in my That was Alice Howe and Freebo. Alice has been in the folk world for a while and uh, is now starting to break out into the wider Americana world, doing uh, a, a very lovely combination of folk and soul music. Look for her new album in the spring. It's called Circumstance. That was Alice Howe and Freebo. It's time to welcome our singer, Julie Adams. She'll be joined today, as always, by our great mountain stage band. That's Ron Soul, the leader of the band. Michael Lipton and Ryan Kennedy are our electric guitarists. Bob Thompson is at the piano. Steve Hill is playing the bass, and Ahmed Solomon is our drummer. All right. Julie's chosen a beautiful song written by Walt Aldridge called There Ain't No Ash Will Burn. Please welcome Julie Adams. Thank you. 
singing with her so much. That was Julie Adams with There Ain't No Ash Will Burn by Walt Aldridge. You're listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia.
Remember, if you missed part of Mountain Stage or you want to hear something again, visit the podcast section of mountainstage.org. Each podcast includes songs not heard on the radio and usually the complete finale song. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is that you listen. Next up on this week's show are an indie folk duo. They are brothers who hail from Peoria, Illinois. They're known for tight sibling harmonies, which is not surprising, since they're not only brothers, but identical twins. I need to tell you this on the radio, just trust us here. (laughs) They both have music degrees from the University of Illinois and are known for intimate, accessible songs. They have a new album out called Cover to Cover on Compass Records, which is a bit of a departure for them. On it, they cover other people's songs from their biggest musical influences. Please welcome Adam and David Moss, the Brother Brothers. stand up taller could it be could it be that nothing's gonna change when the muscles around my brain start to make me feel insane i think it's time to get on the road again could it be could it be that i am getting older could it be could it be that everything is changing i look over my body and the lines upon my face And I think it's time to get on the road again Oh my Lord, oh my Lord, I am the great denier Oh my Lord, oh my Lord, is all my love in vain Though I shouldn't think of sorrow When I'm standing in the rain I think it's time to get on the road again My Lord, oh my Lord, believe me, I'm no liar Oh my Lord, oh my Lord, there's no one else to blame Like a deck of cards at a local bar I've lost a couple faces And I think it's time to get on the road again On the road, I've always got the sun over my head And the moon ain't been nothing but a long and lonesome friend When I think of all the miles behind and skies up ahead I think it's time to get on the road again Thank you. 
I know they said we have a new record out called Cover to Cover that's cover songs, but we know this is going to be on the radio, and so we wanted to do all original songs so that we could collect all the money. <laughs> so I hope you don't mind. Trust me, the record's good. We're really proud of it. But, but James Taylor's got enough money. <laughs> he should be paying us to play his song. That's not fair. It's a beautiful song, and he deserves every, every penny. Just a calla lily soaking up the morning Well silly me, I'm underneath the awning Just waiting for the rain to fall So it can pass and I can walk away From all her sweet love and adoring There's times you know your heart is overflowing Like in the spring when all the grass is growing And the robin and the whippoorwill All day and night can eat their fill And all the nights when the moon is up and glowing And I think it's fine I think it's fine Sitting there alone Just playing a little song Upon 
corner fiddle And I think it's fine I think it's fine That she's mine We're also going to break some like music um, business tradition, and we're going to play a song that we haven't released yet because we're in West Virginia, and this song's called Morgantown. Yeah. And the last time we played Mountain Stage, we were in Morgantown. So the song is about his experience in Morgantown. It was icy and snowy, and everybody was not happy about it. This, this song actually comes from a friend of mine's grandmother who, she sent me a voice recording of, of her grandmother telling a story of her old home in West Virginia. My friend now lives in Texas and the whole family does, but I thought it was just such a beautiful telling of an old woman telling, I don't know, there's something, there's something unexplainable about the concept of an old home. And I, I, I can't speak to it, but I still think it's romantic and beautiful when I hear about it, so. Um, well.
Thank you. I know I said it was romantic about the old home and then it was like a total protest song, but um, those things come hand in hand, I think. Well, we're going to close it out with a song that I wrote the night that John Prine passed away. I'm sorry to be such a bummer, but there's some really, really hot picking coming up, so don't worry about it. <clears throat> Back, they, they like that backstage. That was good. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, you know, I think we all have those heroes that kind of define who we are. And um, I, in, in 2016, I remember a lot of people passing, a lot of like really big stars passing and how hurt so many different people were. And it was interesting to watch all my friends mourn their heroes. And I didn't really have one that like really hit me. And uh, when John Prine got sick, I was like, well, he's going to get better. It's cool because we're supposed to have lunch one day. And we never did. But um, anyway, I wrote this song instead.
That was the Brother Brothers. They hail from Peoria, but they've lived all over the place. NPR says they're the kind of people who have a story about everything, and more so a story you'd genuinely like to hear. Their new album is called Cover to Cover on Compass Records. That was the Brother Brothers. We hope you'll take a look at our website, mountainstage.org. You can hear portions of the show again, and you can follow us on just about every form of social media. And of course, we invite you to follow us to our next live show. You can find out where we'll be and get your tickets at mountainstage.org. Our next performers are a West Virginia string band that's been together for almost 50 years. They play old-time, bluegrass, traditional Irish, and ragtime music. Tim Bing is a 14-time West Virginia state champion banjo player. Mike Bing is a mandolinist who the band calls the glue that has held them together over the years. Fiddler Jake Crack is highly respected in the old-time tradition and has won many contests over the years. Their latest album is called Just In Time. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, the Bing Brothers with Jake Crack. Thank you, Kathy. We appreciate it. Jake, if you would...
I hate, I hate that we got all, we used to play that one quick. Dad gone. I'm sorry, I apologize. All right. Kathy gave us a good introduction over here on guitar playing with us. He's been with us over 20 years now and singing, uh, singing the uh, tenor with us. Playing guitar, Bob Living. If we give Bob a hand. And carrying that heavy-handed bass, he's been with us another 20 years. We've, uh, we've lingered about here for a while now, but playing bass and the great rhythm, Tim Corbett. And uh, me and Tim are glad to say that Jake Crack's with us because he's put spring in our step. <laughs> we, we're growing older and we need a little influence, and we have it now. Jake Crack on the fiddle. And like Kathy said, next year's uh, 50 years of playing together, me and the little brother and Tim Bang on banjo. Thank you. And uh, my name's Mike Bang, and I live at Midway, which is midway between Minnehaha Springs and Frost in Pocahontas County. <laughs> but here, uh, since we played a quick one, let's do another fast one. That's what we're known for. Let's play a good one. And Jake just tears this one up. This is called Hell Broke Loose. nice to be back. It's been a while since we've been here, and uh, it is nice, and we appreciate Kathy and the Mountain Stage staff for having us back, and we're going to try to show our appreciation. We're going to try 
little sing tune here. Tim's going to lead it with us. And uh, while he gets in tune here, I want to thank everybody, especially our mom and dads and family and friends that's uh, stood behind us for all this time. Thank you. We love it. Oh, yeah, and our wives. I better mention that. Right, Monica? Thank you, honey. Thank you, Monica. Thank Bob. Uh, like I say, old and forgetful. I can't help it. I got, I got a reason. All right. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of guys before us that we learned from, and we're appreciative from uh, Melvin Wine, Sherman Hammonds, Burl Hammonds, Woody Simmons, yeah, I think y'all know, Lefty Schaefer, a bunch of guys, Clark Kessinger, Bobby Taylor, Mike Humphreys. There's a bunch of them that uh, we owe a bunch to. And now, all of a sudden, we're the old guys. <laughs> How does that work? You know, young guys say, well, I got one you played back in the 50s. I said, I wasn't born yet, but I was. I was lying. <laughs> Here comes one called Train on the Island.
Thanks so much again. Give us a second here. <laughs> a lot of our music comes from uh, Irish, Scottish, German settlers that come in. So I can name them all. You get an influence from each one of them. And we'll take a little turn on the Irish side. We learned this from Franklin George, who uh, was a fantastic player on bagpipe, hammer dulcimer, everything he touched he could play. But we took uh, the first one from him, and it's called Feral O'Gara. The second one we're going to do is an old ragtime tune called Three Thin Dimes, and we'll put them together. Here we go. Thanks so much. <laughs>
That's kind of fun to play for some reason. I don't know why that is. All right, we're going to try a medley of tunes here. Uh, the first two come from the center of the state, from guys like Ernie Carpenter, Melvin Wine, um, a bunch of different ones that played for years and years around here. We're going to try one called, a terrible name, by the way, Grumble Old Man, Ground Old Woman. Okay. Second one's one uh, we've taken. Wilson Douglas used to play it, and a bunch of other people, too. And it's called Elzig's Farewell. That'll be the second tune. The third, we're going to end up one with uh, an Irish sweep to it, and it's called uh, Gravel Walk. So if you can tell the difference, we've done our job. <laughs> and thank you all. We really appreciate coming by. Thank you.
the Bean Brothers. In the 70s, they met the Hammonds family from Pocahontas County, and that led to a deep and wide exploration of old-time Appalachian music, as we just heard. The, I, mean, I tell you, I just want to be invited to their house for like a hootenanny one night, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Roll the rugs back, let them play, and let's just clog the night away. The brothers were the 2012 recipients of the West Virginia Department of Arts, Culture, and History's Vandalia Award, which is West Virginia's highest folk life honor. That was the Bing Brothers with Jake Crack. We'd like to say a special hello to you right now if you're listening over WRUR in Rochester, New York, and over KNSY in Dubuque, Iowa. Thank you all so much. We hope you can join us next week for the kickoff to our 40th season with Donna the Buffalo, David Mayfield Parade, the Dirty Grass Players, and more. This is Kathy Matea, and you're listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Mountain Stage is supported in part by this station and by West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Hotel accommodations for Mountain Stage guests are provided by the Charleston Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston's retail district. This is Mountain Stage from NPR. Again, and welcome to the second hour of Mountain Stage. I'm Kathy Matea, and I'm so glad you joined us. We're back here in Charleston, West Virginia, and we're celebrating our 39th anniversary today. I'm so glad we have such a great crowd here, and I'm glad you joined us there on the radio. Still to come, a very special extended set from Bela Fleck, My Bluegrass Heart. But we're going to open this second hour with a writer and poet. In fact, he is celebrating his 10th anniversary as West Virginia's Poet Laureate. He's written 14 nationally acclaimed children's books and seven books of poetry. And he's won many awards for his writing, including the 2019 Allen Ginsberg Poetry Award for his poem, Poetry in the Schools. His collections of poetry include Woman in Red Anorak, which was the winner of the Blue Lynx Prize, 
And his newest book for this, his anniversary year, called Dark Hills of Home, published by Monongahela Books. He says, it's hard to explain, but I'm the kind of writer who needs to know where the woods are and that there are good friends and neighbors nearby. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, Mark Harshman. Thank you, Kathy. Salute to Larry. And thank you to all my friends here at Mountain Stage. What a show, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy to return to be part of another anniversary celebration. This first poem is from my new book, Dark Hills of Home, and is one that plants us squarely in West Virginia, particularly the southeastern mountains. For Doug Van Gundy, not all that much. It wasn't all that much, you might say. Nothing to write home about, just a heavy green floor of ground cedar and springy peat littered with reindeer moss and lichened stones. Here and there, evidence of flying squirrels, muddy punctures in the cloth of the moss. And coyotes, their ropey black scat. And overhead, a canopy of birch, beech, and red spruce, the latter the locals' eupine, whose pointed black lances bristle along the ridgeline. Not that much, perhaps, and our only companion, a still and peculiar silence, a silence with weight, the kind of karma you can't get from books or gurus or poets. I lean against the gray birch or sit on the white sandstone, or kneel in the faded leaf litter and pray without thinking God or prayer. Pray by simply staying put, letting time fall away from me, letting thought fall away from me until it's just me and this, these things that don't seem all that much, but are. Also, from the new book, this simple poem about a hole in the ground, a hole that used to be rather common, a hole used to store rainwater, a cistern, and this one was about this big, and I was down in the bottom of it. Cleaning the cistern. It was a bright day, and why the sun couldn't find the bottom of this rather small hole in the ground, I couldn't understand. A pencil flashlight between my teeth mooned the floor while I worked. We'd played at being farmers, and still were, desperately, playing. An elfin ladder had delivered me into this shelving vault, and its splintery, narrow rungs, the only hope for my return earthside. A dented pail was tied to a rope and lowered down as I squelched and padded a small circle in the cistern's bottom, scraping shovelful after shovelful of oily muck into that pail, and you'd haul it back up into where I hoped sunlight still lived. Drought the year before, well gone dry, we now realize this cistern might see us through instead of the expense of daily runs to town for store-bought water. So this year we hoped this suffocatingly hot, claustrophobically close exercise might return this ancient hole to its rightful role. You were tired. Buckets of heavy water had come before this final muck. And I felt the stones were growing and the floor sinking. And it was right then came a flash of emerald, a jewel, a gem. 
riches. But the mineral lived. The green slithered almost like holy hell, a snake. Did I wet myself in that small cylinder of sunless perdition? Did I scream theatrically, you'll ask? I'll never tell. (laughs) Did I survive? Well, it appears possible, but the terror was real. You see, it was, as I already said, very, very close in there. And he was so very, very alive. And though only a finger's width and 12 feet long, My partner insists it was, in fact, less than 12 inches. So it was, okay, truth to tell, harmless, a little grass snake somehow spelunking down there with me. But his brilliance does remain unexplained in that dark, as does the instinctual contagion of fear his wriggling placed within me. Anyway, we came to an agreement. He and I, if he'd quit snaking about and let me scoop him into the pail, I'd let him live, let him ascend to freedom, and he'd likewise do the same for me. And so the arrangement was made, and he lived, I trust, to make more snakes. And I made a cistern live again, enabling resurrection in an Eden more real than I'd expected, never believing that old story about the snake about it even being possible to be caught unaware. <laughs> Thank you. I have, I have to tell no one here that this is a maddening time of the year, regardless of your various religious and philosophical persuasions. We're just too damned busy with being busy. Here's a poem hoping for less busyness and written while wandering a deserted high commons in the Black Mountains of Wales, a place where ferns are called bracken and where you sometimes see wild ponies. You may catch here as well a not-so-subtle allusion to Robert Frost. There's an epigraph from Thomas Merton that says, There is nothing left for me but to live fully and completely in the present. Just here were these wild ponies. Not in a car, but on foot through the knee-high field of bracken upward toward the cloud-torn rocks, the larks and sheep blending their music. Not at a desk, but in a chair below the wavering shadows of the old ash anchoring the summer yard where a breeze arrives in time miraculously. Not in a chair, but on your back, on a blanket, on the ground, your hands behind your head, your face uplifted towards the topiary clouds where again you might roam the corridors of childhood. Not in bed, but up early before the sun with a certain serenity to greet you and you passing it along to partner, sweetheart, child, and taking them fishing or walking, swimming or dancing, as if your life depended upon it. Not on the phone, but with pen and paper, patiently rediscovering yourself and dressing your affections with the respect that comes word by word, one after the other, patiently and intensely, like frost mending a wall. Not at a queue in the bank, 
but in the forest, look for a currency to redeem beyond tomorrow. Look for a quiet to heal the times you forgot to say thanks. For the small change whose smile transforms the day outwards. So, not in school then. Not at work, not following orders, not clicking the mouse and chasing after, not fueling the economy, not in heat, not in charge, not ever groveling, not in a box, not in a binary system, but here, where these wild ponies are. Just here, an open August field, unadorned and empty, save for them, the air raw and alive, their bushy tails of straw, their thick necks, their muscular cords of sinew, the liquid pools of their dignified eyes. With them, to be in their company, a step could be taken, a breath drunk that might be the saving of your life. And if begun in time, the saving of the world as well might begin just so, just here, just now. Thanks. It's, um, thank you. It's not only a season to struggle with busyness, but also with the larger questions, you know, like life and death, God and destiny, etc., etc., etc. You might call this then an Advent poem sparked by the simple act of opening and closing a window and once witnessing a shooting star on Christmas Eve. Further, every window in the house is candlelit and quiet fills every room. A single sleeve of glass is lifted, its amber warmth spilling light upon the whitening grass outdoors. A prayer gets made, whispered, under the cold cup of sky, laced with so many useless suns, it will be a miracle if it can get anywhere. And if it does, who's to hear? Still, it is done, gone now, the cool puff of the outdoors already dissipating, the window closed, the darkening clouds sweeping in. Who knows? Perhaps the heart in its fierce intent has reached further than just wishing further than the shadowed apple yard below. Perhaps the quantum mechanics lurking under the far lid of nothing falls short of omniscience, just short of Bethlehem, falls like the blazing blue fire rocketing to the, into the atmosphere one Christmas Eve when I had fallen short myself of my belief in believing, fallen and found prayers like wishes to be thin as dreams. But then, startled, the sky was falling. I had stopped the car on that lonely ridge, gotten out and stumbled upon a deep silence. Some have called awful, others awe. And unwrapping it for myself was returned to a moment like this one and called it gift, called it enough. One more, thanks.
one more to end, and there's an old legend with European roots intertwined with the nativity story that says the animals talk at midnight on Christmas Eve. I had an old country neighbor who said following her sleigh ride home from mass, she'd sneak out to the barn every year to listen for just such a phenomenon. I forget what she said she found. Uh, there's a distinction here between the wild and the domestic animals that keep us alive. Uh, epigraph from Kenneth Graham, the author of the classic children's story, The Wind in the Willows. The farmer at night, who were the first to cry Noel? Animals all as it befell. The farmer at night, a slim shimmer of moonlight glints along the undulate ribbon of clouds. Stiff winds stir undependable shadows. Not a night to get lost, below zero by dawn. Only a constellation of haloed breaths betray a clutch of deer. The bobcat is patient with its hunger, motionless. Stuttered notes thread an owl through the close trees. These, the wild ones, see where we do not. There are others, though, food, if not quite friends, these centuries gone, and someone's to feed them. The fragrant hay, strewn, welcomed, a deep lowing, a quick slash of tail, a language without magic, but alive all the same for what is needed. Later, the farmer will wait, coffee in hand, sitting in that chair by the window, and wait quietly for Christmas to come. Did they speak? The children will ask, and he'll consider, slowly, like a beast might, remembering and smile, and begin to walk a story forward on a tether himself, needing fed, as do we all, as do we all. Thank you very much. That was Mark Harshman. Oh. He has degrees from Bethany College, Yale Divinity School, and the University of Pittsburgh. And he says that as poet laureate of West Virginia, he sees his role as supporting the life of writers here in West Virginia. His newest book of poetry is Dark Hills of Home, published by Monongahela Books. That was West Virginia's poet laureate, Mark Harshman. It's time for our piano player, Bob Thompson, to do a number for you. Bob has chosen tonight a song by Belgian harmonica player Toots Thielman. It's called Blues Et, but I just want to say we're all celebrating here because this man, who's about to play for you, had a birthday on Monday with a zero on the end of it. He turned 80 years old, and we're here to love on you a little bit. Please welcome Bob Thompson.
You can find his music at Colortones.com. That was Bob Thompson with Blues Et by Tooth Tillman. You're listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. If you have questions or suggestions for us, our email is feedback at mountainstage.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter and peek behind the scenes on our Instagram. You can find all those links at our website, mountainstage.org. We have a very special musical guest to close the show tonight. Unless you've been living under a rock, you already know him as the best banjo player in the world. He was born and raised in New York City. He saw Earl Scruggs play the banjo on the Beverly Hillbillies as a kid, and it changed his life. He was bitten by the jazz bug in high school and moved to Boston after graduating and recorded his first solo album at 19. A whole bunch of other stuff happened, and then in 1981, he was invited to join the now legendary group Newgrass Revival, and together they pushed the boundaries of the genre. During that time, he also recorded solo albums and formed a supergroup called Strength in Numbers. And of course, there was the beloved ensemble Bela Fleck and the Flecktones after that. His latest album and tour is called My Bluegrass Heart. It's the third in a trilogy, 24 years after the first two. He says coming back to bluegrass is like coming home. He's assembled a crack band with some of the greats, veterans and youngins, playing together, and we're so excited to have them on the show today. Please welcome back, for the 15th time to Mountain Stage, Bela Fleck with My Bluegrass Heart. Thank you. 
Hey, thanks so much. How's everybody doing? Yeah, it's great to be back at Mountain Stage for my 119th time. And uh, with this incredible band, how about Michael Cleveland on the fiddle? Brian Sutton on the guitar. Mark Schatz on the bass. Sierra Hall on the mandolin. And Justin Moses on the dobro. Well, there's only one thing to do. More, More music. More. Here's a tune. This is uh, called Vertigo.
Thank you. I mean, thank you. So much. <laughs> what a pleasure to play with you guys. Holy cow. This is our last show for the year, so everybody's putting everything they got left in this, in this short set. And, uh, my Bluegrass Heart is dedicated to two incredible musicians that we lost during the last few years. One is the great Tony Rice. Tony Rice, who taught us all that this music should dance at all times. And the other is a musician named Chick Corea, who taught us a whole bunch of other fascinating lessons about being creative and musical at all times. So let's send this one out to them tonight. This one is called Our Little Secret. And if you like it, please don't tell anybody. Thank you. 
It's time to break down into smaller discussion groups, as they say. And we're going to play a little duet. See, are, you, are we going to play a little duet? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, that's good. Um, this is a tune that came all the way from Uganda. And I, I learned it on a trip to Africa. It was uh, played by a Ugandan Jewish group, believe it or not. And this is called Psalm 136.
Shall we do this before we chicken out? Okay. All right. Slippery eel. Thank you. 
I want to thank everybody for um, uh, being here tonight and having us be part of this great show with such a great legacy. And we've got one more song left to do. But it's about a six-hour tune, so yeah. there's that. Take us to the 40th year of the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, this is called Round Rock.
Need we say more? Oh my. My, my, my. How lucky are we? Bela has won 14 Grammys. He's been nominated 30 times, and he's been nominated in more separate categories than any instrumentalist in Grammy history. That was Bela Fleck, my bluegrass heart. Thank you to Bela. Thanks to the Brother Brothers, to Alice Howe and Freebo. Thanks to the Bing Brothers with Jake Crack and to Mark Harshman. Thank you to everyone here at the Culture Center Theater for helping us celebrate our 39th anniversary. And thanks to you out there listening on the radio because without you, there'd be no mountain stage. We never forget that. I hope you'll be back next week as we kick off the 40th year of Mountain Stage with Donna the Buffalo, the David Mayfield Parade, the Dirty Grass Players, and more. Mountain Stage is produced by Larry Gross and Adam Harris. Senior producer is Jeff Shirley. Associate producers are John Ingram and Mallory Richards. Production manager is Paul Flaherty. We're engineered by Patrick Stevens, Richie Collins, Jim Raines, and Brian Hensley. With production assistance by Michael Lipton, Mary Lee, Lance Schrader, Chris Mead, Greg McGowan, Kelly Lassiter, and Big J. Photographic services by Chris Morris. Promotion is coordinated by Mallory Richards, John Ingram, and Music in Motion Promotions. Special thanks to Mountain Stage members Walter and Sean Williams for their generous support. Lodging is provided by the Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston, West Virginia. Why don't you go out and hear some live music wherever you are, just as soon as you can. You've been listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. All right, we're gonna do this thing. One, two, one. It in the spring, one sunny day. Like a girl left me, she's gone away. Now she's gone, and I don't agree. Cause I'm sitting on top of the world. Mike Lipton!
Michael Cleveland! Support for Mountain Stage is provided by Bailey and Glasser and by the West Virginia Tourism Office. This is NPR.